Hello and welcome to the Credit Moments podcast for the second of our, I suppose, what we call them in the Mali. We call them picks of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll do. They're not, um, they're not the ranked best games of the year. They're just ones that we've really enjoyed. And uh, after listening to the first one, which hopefully you've done on Hitman 2. No surprise. For this one, we're going to be talking about the quite frankly impressive God of War that released earlier this year. Yep. Yep. 20th of April, roughly. I don't know if it was the same worldwide. It's so. been close yeah. enough, won't it? It was, it was one of those massive releases. Yeah. But before we get into Kratos's adventure, we do need a little bit of an honourable mention because we we were almost torn on which game to do here as our second pick of the year, and we were torn between Sony exclusives. Yeah, yeah, it's been they've, they've had a very very strong 2018, um, and a lot of excellent exclusives which the Xboxes missed out on massively. The switches. 90% exclusives anyway. Um yeah. and yeah, it was it was a it was a tough call between this and Spider-Man, basically. Yeah. And just coming up to record this, ten minutes prior, I was still playing Spider-Man and some of the DLC yep. because it's a great game. It is stunning. And and the only reason God of War pipped it is God of War felt slightly more original. Yeah, so we we, we discussed this uh, with Andy. Um, Andy couldn't really take part, but I guess he was more of an adjudicator for it. Um, but basically, myself and Matt kind of came up with this a bit of Spider-Man 2 with the refreshed Batman skin over the top of it and then slap another Spider-Man skin on it and you've got your game. <laughs> and I know we're not we're doing a complete injustice, but that's that's the feel of the game. If you liked Spider-Man 2 game and you like the Batman games, you'll love the Spider-Man game. Yeah. Um, whereas God yeah. of War, personally, I've got them all, I think, because they were on offer once and I just went, yeah, I love. Um, so I've got the first two on my Vita, or they might be cross-playable, uh, and the third one on my PS4. Um, and then this one came along and I just jumped straight in and loved it. Um and I've not played any of those. What about yourself, Matt? Have you played many of the others? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've played all of okay. them, I think. Um, but I was late to the party. I, I didn't play them on the PS2. Like the PS3 remasters. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the PS3 remasters of the Vita games. I think I played one of them on the Vita anyway. Yep. Um, and then I did... I got to go to War 3 on the PS3, which I did do when it released. I think that was the very first one I actually played it around release time. And then I did the remaster of God of War 3 when it came to PS4 as well, because it is super, it's superb. They're just very well-crafted games and a lot of fun to just bash your way through enemy after enemy whilst tackling absolutely monstrous environments. Yeah, yeah. And and I think this game is, is pretty punishing as well. Um there are, there are moments throughout the game and, and we may, we'll try and avoid spoilers. We may hit some. It is nearly a year old. Uh, we'll, we'll do our best to um, yeah, avoid yeah. them. If, you, if you've not played it and um, you're thinking that you would like to, then you're probably going to really enjoy it. So just go and buy it and, you know, switch off now, play it, come back. And then if we spoil anything, you're not going to be too 
too upset. Yeah, yeah. And but the, the thing for me is it felt like a new story. So the other games were kind of, you are playing as Kratos and smashing everything up and, and everything. And then because he's older and he's got his son and things have happened, it felt like a reboot, but a continuation on as well. Yeah, he got touted for a long time as being the reboot of the series mm. and it wasn't that really. It was that exactly that for, for me. It was just, um, you know, he's what... I don't know if it actually says how much older he is. It's just gone through an age and changed country. Uh, it's, it's moved off to, in effect, Norway. Mm. It's Yeah, it's, it's kind of that, that region that encompasses the Norse mythology. And that's basically what it shifted from Greece over to there. It is, it is Norway. It's the ancient realm of Midgard, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's that, that area that it's in. And it's definitely a more adult feel to it because of the the, the child in tow. I hate to say it, but that's, that's the thing that does actually kind of put it into that almost elevated status. It's moved it's, it, it's moved it looking like a hack and slash into a bit more of a considered emotional game oh yeah yeah yeah. it's more of a an action adventure as opposed to a hack and slash like you say but yeah and any with the way it kicks off yeah which is cutting down a tree to make a coffin for your dead wife yeah Yeah. is really depressing and it's quite slow paced deliberately yeah it's a little bit lumbering and it's very heavy on the woe is us vibe. You know, Kratos, who's struggling with a bond with his son, mm-hmm. it's quite clear that mum's raised him, spent all the time with him, uh, and that's not really Kratos' thing, if you know anything of his history. And and you're kind of like wondering what, what you've got yourself into playing it, because you're thinking, well, what is this? <laughs> this isn't God of War. Yeah. Um, and then you, uh, you play for a bit, and you go, oh my word, this is God of War. Yeah, it's because it, Kratos has actually kind of pushed his um, powers, if you like, away. And he's fairly mortal. I think his son just thinks he's really strong at the start of the game. He's hidden his, his, his weapons um, and his, his braces as well. That is, is hidden in the in the uh, the basement of his house, um, and yeah. other than the fact that he picks up a tree and is, you could tell his son <laughs> yeah. just thinks that's normal. That yeah, look, I'm really strong. Whatever. Um, yeah. Basically, a bit like Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, and yeah, and there's like him trying to bond, but kind of be mortal as opposed to immortal with all these powers. And you know, if he wanted to, he could just throw an axe at the deer or whatever it is they're trying to hunt or. Just run after yeah. it and snap its neck. <laughs> um, and then obviously uh, it hits the fan um, when they are uh, invaded on. They, they are, aren't they? They've, um, they've, they've cremated his wife. Mm-hmm. Her wishes were to go and have her ashes spread at the highest peak of the Nine Realms. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're preparing for that journey, aren't they? Yes. And it's almost a it's almost a Kratos knows he's got to take Atreus with him, uh, but he doesn't really want to. He wants to go and do it on his own because Kratos is mourning pretty much through the whole game. 
And he seems to be actually, whilst he's very stoic, seems to be taking it worse than Atreus is. Yeah, and I, and I think that's because it seems like his wife held the two of them together. She kind of looked after mm. him and the son, not separately, but made sure they were both okay. And then it's like, oh, I've got to look after this boy that it appears that he's had no hands-on experience or looking after at all because he's not as of age. He's not the he's not the uh, primary carer, yeah. is he? Uh, I mean, ultimately, that was that was the woman, that was the role, and he didn't do that. He was the provider, uh, and now he's been left doing it. And and yeah, it is it is a challenge. It is definitely a challenge for him. And we're, we're probably overlabouring a point here, but that is a pretty much the first hour or so of the game. Yeah, it yeah. is this, and it's quite like I say, it is quite slow going and slow paced, but it does introduce things in a very nice way it starts to build in that education of atreus into becoming the provider so it takes him hunting doesn't it and that's where you learn your fighting mechanics yeah and obviously it's learning the, the world of god of war again and and the mechanics and and what's new to and but, but it's good that anybody that's new to the game so like myself i'd played the first one a little bit on the vita um but not enough to remember it too well and I was new into it and it got me and that was it. We we're off. And obviously for yourself, Matt, it was, this is another God of War game and yeah. loving it. Um, and and I, the other point to make is Atreus is quite ill as a child. And there's a few moments throughout the game where he starts coughing and, and different things, which we learn more about as we go into yeah. the game. Um, but that I think that was another concern as well for, for Kratos is that, He's got to look after his ill son as well, who he might see as being quite weak. I think having yeah. a son in that kind of Norsk mentality is that he'd want a strong boy that's, you know, going to be able to look after his family and things. He's a Spartan, yeah. isn't he? I mean, that's that's exactly all Spartan men, the warriors. Yeah. And he, his boy isn't. There's a touch of disappointment there in it. And, he, you know, he's a bit, in Kratos's eyes, he's a bit useless. Yeah, yeah. But as they as as they do head off on the journey, um, and they they start to encounter the obstacles, they get visited by a mysterious stranger mm. who is just as strong as Kratos. He kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. And, and you know, Kratos thinks he's battered him after a couple of punches, and that's it. He's he just starts laughing. I think, doesn't wire, he? That's it. These wiry youngish man just goes berserk on him um and he does does think he, he Christos does think he wins and they continue on the journey surprise he's not dead um but he's it's that beginning of an introduction into the whole norse mythology as well because i mean, don't know about you ali but most of my knowledge of it comes from watching the thor films yeah we, we discussed a little bit about this in the uh just before we started recording um yeah i mean I really enjoy Norse mythology. Um, I know there's a few books out about it from a more uh, non-fiction point of view or fictional point of view, and I've always been tempted to read them, but I've never got around to it. But yeah, basically Thor is my knowledge for all of this, and it's surprising <laughs> when you get to certain bits within the game where you can travel to different places, uh, and you're like, oh yeah, I know that. I just know what it's called I, I it rings a bell 
and it's probably not yeah. what I thought it'd be. Um, but yeah, you can travel to different realms, um, Jodenheim and, and places like that. Um, and it's sometimes like in Thor, I think, do they chat about a big battle at Jodenheim or do they go to Jodenheim for a battle? I'm sure, I'm sure they do at some point, but you're right. There's, there's lots of conversation about various things that happened yeah. in the game. The game pulls all that knowledge and legend in it does exactly what um it did for greek mythology yeah. it it ties it all together and gives you the I, i'm not going to say unvarnished because obviously it is a tale it's twisted slightly to fit kratos in that world but it gives you all of the information like um the the premises it's almost a it's a semi-open world that you're traversing yeah um you make it really the hub point of that world is the lake of nine uh, and you find you meet the world serpent uh which is pretty bloody phenomenal when you first meet that thing yep. um and it, it it just introduces these characters and lays it on and it actually works on all the characters you've probably never heard of as well yeah. it, start, it does start off very low the the mysterious man um we got, we got a bit of a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, we can do a few spoilers. The mysterious man is a character called Boulder, and he he's got a couple of nephews who do crop up as well. Um, but there's mentions of Thor and Odin, but you don't see them. Yeah, because they're not there's a, part of this game. a conversation about the fact that Kratos has either fallen out with Odin or hates Odin, and there's some there's all sorts of mentions. Um, of, of, of tons of things that have gone on or have happened. I mean, um, they encounter, is it, well, it's Freya, isn't it? They meet a mm-hmm. witch in the wood. Yep. Freya, who is Odin's ex-wife. Yes, I think so, yeah. Uh, and that un- unravels slowly as the plot progresses. You find out who she is and, and her link to everything. And, and you meet all these weird and wonderful characters that gradually you pull back into what you know about that world or what you don't but see how it all fits together. It's very, very well done. It's like a massive jigsaw. Yeah. And by the time you get to the end few scenes, there's just enough crumbs there to make you go, oh, my God, <laughs> that's where it all fits together. And, yeah. You know, it's superbly well done. It is. That. And and the, the thing is, is throughout the game, there's so much to do as well. There's so many collectibles. We've both platinumed it. Yes. Um, yeah. which which is no easy feat. Um, there's so much stuff to do because there are certain realms that you go to, uh, or that unlock that you don't necessarily go to in the story game, but you need to go to for the um to to get the platinum. Uh, and there's little, not a time trial, but a it's like a trial that you have to go and do. Uh, and there's several of those things about where there's, you'll go to a certain area um, and you have to go and defeat so many enemies and then you have to keep going up and up and up and then you have to go and do it again to unlock certain yeah. things. And there's, there's things to collect, upgrade your weapons, there's new weapons to make. Uh, and there's those two dwarf twins or brothers or whatever they well, are. Yeah, there's two, there's two dwarf brothers that um, you rescue at various, you rescue both of them individually or meet them individually during the game and help them out. And they give you um, access to a shop, basically. And it's probably the first one you meet of those that you suddenly realise, actually, this is 
quite RPG heavy. Yeah, yeah. It is about stats. It's about armor. And it's not just about wearing an outfit. It's about your braces, your gauntlets, your leggings, your chest yeah. out. Especially when... Everything's there. So throughout the game as well, there's lots of Valkyries, which again, I know are from Thor, um, who are cursed, I think, in the game. And you've yes. got to embrace them all free. Um, and that is brutal. <laughs> and there are also certain... Uh, realm tears that you have to close and you put your fist in to close it and sometimes you go oh look a shiny thing or some coin or whatever and you put your yeah. fist into another one and this beast just comes out punches you and you're dead and you're like we'll leave that one to later <laughs> <laughs> yeah that leveling system is tough and even when you're at the right level the enemies are not a pushover no no and I- so so fortunately you do get a decent move set and I have to say, the Leviathan Axe, which I wasn't entirely sure of when I saw it in gameplay, when you actually use it, it's pretty phenomenal. And I wish it was in more games. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and I guess, obviously, other than the combat and the story, there's quite an element of uh, puzzles and things throughout the game as well. Um, a little bit like you'd mm. see in Tomb Raider. Um but you've got to kind of break things or hit certain triggers and levers and things to get yourself around the level um, to, to get certain bits. And it's it's really good. And you you although you never fully control your son, you can get him to go off and do things for you and you'll yes, break something no, away. That, and I thought it'd be irritating, really, but he wasn't. No, well, that's it. I, I think that's really key. He is one of the better implementations of AI in any game. This isn't a a 30-hour escort mission, Um, and 30 hours is pretty much what you're going to have to put in to get near a platinum on it. Um, It's, you know, he's solidly put together and built. He doesn't die. He keeps himself out of trouble. He does genuinely help out on his own. Um, And as you upgrade his, uh, well, it's really just his bow, but as you upgrade that and the things that you can do with it, then it, it provides a lot of support for some of the harder enemies, particularly with stunning and stopping. He's not necessarily going to go out and kill one of these things, but he is going to stop it in its tracks so that you can get some decent blows in. Lob that Leviathan axe in and use its freeze ability uh, to to fix them in place or or do whatever you need to do. It It's a surprisingly deep combat mechanic, which is basically light hit, heavy hit, block. throw. That's yeah, up. pretty much. That's yeah. it. There's four off the, off the shoulder buttons. Yep. Plus a bit of magic. Yeah. Tony, because you know that gets introduced as you move through. Yeah. Additional weapons. Yep. Or just your plain old fists. Yeah. yeah. By going berserk, forget the weapons and just pummel. Yeah. Which is actually a, a viable Valkyrie tactic. And if I get his name <laughs> right, uh, is it Murmur? The not murmur, um, the head. Is it murmur? Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is murmur. It's just just a not mule mule. Body strung up on a tree, yeah. isn't he? He's been punished by. Yeah, so you end up basically carrying for the last, well, three quarters of the game, roughly, <laughs> a head <laughs> yeah. on your belt, and then when you go he on a, a rowing you. boat, you end up. He ends up telling random stories and. Yeah, it, it adds quite a humorous element to it, other than the dwarves that you meet as well, um, which is quite nice. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, Mimir was um, 
his little tails are fantastic when you're like you say when you're paddling around um and i love the way that when you get to your destination he, he pauses and sort of says oh we'll pick that up later on yes and you'll next time you get in the boat he'll re-pick up the story and you'll continue from where he left off. It's all seamlessly done. It's really nice, really natural. Yeah, it's a lovely touch. The fact that, and then I think it's his son will go, oh, so what was you telling me about that that great fight or whatever? And it's, yeah. It, and the thing is, because it does that, it doesn't make you sit around in a boat waiting to get out until he's finished it because you know you're going to miss it. You you can use it just as a past the time as you're moving across the lake. Interesting. I don't know about you. They never got repetitive. No, they never repeated. And I was hearing new ones virtually up to the point where it was one hundred percent complete. Yeah, and I think that's because depending on how much you're in the water, because he only seems to do it when you're in the boat. Um, so depending on how much you are in that, and if you are doing the platinum, so you need to go to all the little nuts and crannies of the of the map. Um, then you'll probably get to the stage of hearing most things, but I don't think I ever heard everything. I know I did hit a point where I started getting in the boat and he didn't talk ah, at all. okay. So I figured I'd run to the end of him, but genuinely that was in the last 10 or 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know, just as I was going for the last, because I did the last Queen Valkyrie as the last one. Oh, yeah, they were tough. And that was, oh God, that was hard. I needed needed everything else done before I even went and touched that. Yeah, yeah. But there's, it, it's just... It, yeah, it's superbly well put together with the, the world structure, the way it makes you move around, the things it opens up, the things it hints at, like um, like you've already said, there's those realms that I think you do travel to in the main story, but you're there very briefly. But uh, actually, uh, there's the challenge. It's like the challenge of the gods yeah. was in the old games, but it's within the game itself, and you have to beat that to get certain bonus I think it's, it might be armor yep. that it gives you or something special. And the Valkyrie at the, the very end, there's a Valkyrie at the end of that. Yes, that's it. That's where there is. That's your final fight, isn't it? On the on the top of the mountain, the lava spewing mountain. Yep. Joyful. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then there's the there's like one that's got poisonous mist, which is a number of chambers, but it's uh, randomly generated each time you enter it. So you always have a different path when you're going through it. That's a bit grindy, in fact. Yes, it was, yeah. For everything, but yeah. but it's an interesting idea, um, and actually well worth persevering with and getting used to it. Um, they're they're the main sort of two realms you spend a lot of time in, but it's worth revisiting a lot of the others. You don't get to go to um, Asgard. That's locked off, isn't it? A couple of others are locked off as yeah. well, which made me think. Mm, future stories. Yeah, I think a lot of people were hoping when they saw that and they completed it that there were certain areas you couldn't go to. I think everyone was like, ooh, DLC, which I don't think we are going to get. However, we're going to spoil something now because I do feel like we need to talk about it. Um, So if you don't want a big spoiler, just pause it, play the game, and then make sure you finish it and go back to your house. People will see where we're going with this. Um. Yeah. So pause it now and then go and do that. Uh, but right at the very, 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 very end of the game, you meet Thor at your house or he comes yeah. to your house. Um, and I think that is the, hopefully the lead up to another game. I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping it's a, uh, selfishly because I enjoyed it so much. I'm hoping it's a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, and that, yeah, basically Thor is the uh, antagonist for 
this one. Yes. For, for or rather for the next one, uh, and potentially moving into Odin. Yeah. Ultimately, who is painted through the whole of this game as a really nasty yeah, he is. piece of work. Yeah. He's not the he's not Anthony Hopkins. No. No. <laughs> he's he's evil. Yeah, and I think uh, from a lot of the things that he does. I think it almost comes across as Thoras as well, because obviously Boulder's oh, yeah. his brother. Yeah. Um and the whole family are painted as quite horrible people. <laughs> and I know yeah. Kratos is the god of war and, you know, he just goes and beats people um, and, and creates wars and starts wars or whatever. But, uh, but I think from watching the Thor films and, and different things, we all presume that that family are nice people. They're good gods. They're gods you want on your side. But uh, this game paints that picture in a completely different way, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's always oh, the opposite, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's uh, the people that you you don't want to know and, and just meddle with man for the fun of it. Mm. Um but yeah, that um that ending scene and it is entirely possible to miss that. Yes. Because if you never return to your hut and trigger it's like a bit of a sleeping cutscene and it's like yeah. journey done. Come on boy, let's go for a sleep. Out. It it literally it ends there with Thor coming down in a in a lightning storm and knocking on the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that would be really, really interesting to see where that goes. Um, but there's, you know, it's just it's a great game. It's a great tale. It it keeps you engaged all the way through. The the collectibles there are a lot of them, but some of them are really tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um. There's there's the Infinity Gauntlet and the five Infinity Stones in the game. Yeah. They're not called that, but if you read the descriptions and what they're supposed to do and how it all fits together, you're going, aha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's got these things that are just lovely little nods to some of the influences that have gone into creating this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's just a joy to play. Yeah, I mean, there was a few times where I kind of had to put it down and have a break, but that was because I was mainly for, for a code at moment, um, determined to get a platinum. Um, but I wanted the platinum, but there was a point where I, it was almost breaking me and I'm like, no, I've got to walk away. But that was, I think, the only kind of slight bug with the game. Um, so I think I was playing it on either hard or medium. I wasn't playing it on easy. Um, and I was struggling with that trial with the death mist or whatever it is. Um, and I couldn't get anything. You have to get certain um, orbs or something, don't you? You have to collect them from these chests to then go into the centre to unlock yeah, other things. like um, mist echoes or something like that. Yeah, anchors. They, Was it anchors? You use them to upgrade your armour as well. Yeah, I think they were called anchors, but I'm not sure. Um, oh, yeah. And um, I, I was really getting quite annoyed with it because I, I got to the point where I'd mesmerised well, memorize most of the rooms. It's just the... the chess moved a little bit and it did change but I kind of knew roughly where to go and I'd done it that many times and then I just read it online and someone said it won't make any difference just drop your difficulty and then I got all of them that I needed in one run <laughs> and I was like wow okay after getting none pretty much you see that that whole run part through the through the mist world I I did actually get everything I needed in like two or three runs I was then just grinding the amount of echoes I needed to unlock some of the realm tears. Yeah. 
because you have to you had to pay a certain amount to get to them or open some of the chests that were in the region. Um, I only dropped it to easy with the final queen Valkyrie fight. Uh-huh. I've played played it on normal all the way through, did everything else, but for that, I got my ass handed to me twenty or thirty <laughs> times yeah. without even getting you know two thirds or a third of the way through her health, and I just thought. You know what? I am going to drop it. Yeah, sod it. I've I've done everything else. At yeah, yeah, yeah. Normal, um, and it's it's borderline killing me. <laughs> it's this, uh, and I did it, and and it's still t- even on easy. It still took a couple of attempts. Yeah, and but it's nice that it's that challenging. If if that makes sense, it wasn't a a walk in the park, and to get something like that, it was it was a challenge, and you felt good about yourself to get it. Yeah, where some games you complete would, it, and. It, it, no, it had that sense of achievement all the way through it. The the epic battles, even the minor encounters, you just felt good. Yeah. And you felt like you really had done something worthwhile. And that the whole battle, it's obviously a metaphor. The, the journey in the battle is just a metaphor for, for Kratos letting go of his wife, who, who, who is the, you know, pretty much, you start gathering, he's the only person he's ever loved. And it, it, the whole developing relationship with, with the Atreus, yeah, was was excellent. It really was. It, it properly, subtly grew over time. Yeah, uh, so you didn't notice it. There were no really cheesy, heartwarming moments. That no, because oh yeah, that's the spot that starts to care for him. It just no, doesn't happen because he does speak it, to him, not like Muck, but he's very stern with him and calls him boy and stuff, and you know really. It gives him a hard time and there's bits where he's like, no, don't ever run away from me because you're not in the, the world isn't what you think it is and you will get hurt. And there are bits where he, he is genuinely worried that his son's not well and there is a point where you're not with him for a, a, a period of time um, and he is genuinely worried and that's when you le- unleash the full Kratos <laughs> Uh, when yeah, his son's not there, yeah, you, um, you do. Yeah. Without spoiling it, if we can, uh, was it a big surprise to you to find out your son's real name or his nickname? Yeah, it was. You yeah. know what? It was. It was. We won't. We won't say any more than that. But the the um, the ending sequence really does gives you more questions than it does answers. Yeah, it does. Yeah. it does. But it makes you go, aha! It is a definite. It's a definite, you're building a series of games after yeah. this moment. And I think after what we've already talked about, for who his son is, and I know this is very cryptic for people that are listening, but you'll get it. The people that know, know, and the people that don't go and play it. Um, again, you're thinking of something else and you're like, ooh, but then could it be the other way around? Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's... It, it's definitely a really it's really it's just really well told and really well done that i think that's what we're getting to yeah. that there's there's reveals all the way through not just at the end there's nothing that ever gets revealed that makes you go oh well that's a crock of shit. yeah <laughs> it does yeah. it all has reason it's all there it all impacts yes yeah. and i think and it's stunning if you if you started playing the game and you've not finished it go back and finish it there's no reasons for not just sticking it in and sticking it out because it will it just gets better and better as the story goes along. Even if you just yes. focus on the main story, it, it's worth it. Um Yeah. And 
I I usually hate the phrase, but the end of the game is where it all begins. But it really does with yeah. this. The end game in play is excellent, and it really still draws you in. It's no, it's it's brilliantly done, and it's a pure God of War game, yet nothing like any of the other God of Wars. Yeah, and and it's definitely justified winning Game of the Year at the Game Awards this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, it did. Well, well, did it did it take the BAFTA as well? No. No, you're right. Count won a BAFTA because it came out after the BAFTAs this year. Yep. So maybe it's a contender for 2019s. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. Um, I'm hoping that although Sony aren't at E3 in 2019, or whatever it is they're doing or not doing, I hope we get an announcement of one maybe for 2020. I don't I think it'd be too soon to get one next year. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we'll be maybe three years away. I mean, what is it, five years to put this one together? And I, I think whilst they've, they've probably mapped out an awful lot as mm. well, and now they've got the mechanics sorted, it'll obviously be quicker, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's you know two to three years yeah. before another comes. And I think they've got some other, other bits they need to get out of the way first before they start teasing this. I mean, yeah, I'd love, I'd love mm. to hear midpoint of next year that it's definitely coming but um we'll see we'll see e- equally i'd like to know uh more last minute <laughs> that it's coming so i don't have to wait for two yeah years to, yeah or four years whatever it is sometimes <laughs> games these year uh, these yeah. times yeah yeah no no that's i mean pick of our picks of the year um are all about games that we've really enjoyed have stuck with us for some reason I know well worth the investment and I've got to say God of War is is right up there yeah. as a a surprise at how good it is, but also a validation with how good it is too. Yeah, and, and obviously for myself coming from a non I won't say non fanboy, but from someone that's not really played the series that much, to like it as much as I did was was great and the fact that it didn't matter that I'd not really played the other games at all that's it you you don't need to be invested in the series it's a clear i suppose it's a reboot from that point of view yeah it's a clean slate it's it's nice to know because there are some um greek god cameos at one point yeah uh but it's not essential yeah and if anything even if you don't know what they're on about it doesn't matter it just it just adds to the game that uh kratos is a is living in a foreign land and doesn't really belong there no it doesn't stop you from kicking ass whilst he's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for listening to the second of our picks of the year. Uh, the next one, which hopefully you'll be listening to straight after this, or, or very soon after this, is, I think, you know, for the all-conquering Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. We knew it would be good and it didn't let us down. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. So when your podcast app is in the process of downloading uh, about 30 gig of audio because we talk for quite a while about it to the point where we had to record two separate podcasts for it. <laughs> um, you, you will see what we think of that. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. And the Game Award goes to... Read it, boy.